Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Dead Jester Productions Podcast, episode number 151. I'm your host, Joshua J. Moskers, and it's just a solo episode again. I had a guest fall through the other night, but I wanted to make sure I get the episode out, so here we are. It's going to be a little bit shorter episode, just me rambling like I tend to do on some of these. Uh, i still got stuff to talk about, though. Uh, namely, I've been obsessed with the, the FIFA World Cup. I follow it every four years when it comes, and uh, but this year in particular, for whatever reason, I've been following it a lot more closely. I've watched every minute of every match thus far, and I, I aim to continue to do so. Uh, I think we got, what, eight matches to go? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight, yeah. I'm recording this on December 6th, the day before it uh, releases. And uh, so I, I, I just finished watching Morocco and Spain, and uh, that was brutal to watch. As someone who was cheering for Spain... They had the possession. They had attempts. Morocco had some some attempts on goal as well. They could have easily won it in regular time. Went scoreless to extra time. Scoreless through extra time. And then uh, went to penalties. Spain lost 3 nothing. They could not get a goal in anything. It was brutal. They uh, they hit the post right near the end of extra time. Uh, he had, the ball came across, clipped the, the far post, went out of play, and that was it. So close to being... Uh, a goal if uh, if he had played it along the, the ground instead of up and over it might have uh, got knocked in or something but not how it worked out went to penalties hits the post on their first shot the next two are saved and uh, was the next two or three I think it was the next two uh, and uh, yeah that was it three nothing it was on penalties absolutely brutal they just could not find the back of the net Bono played great as a this keeper, Unai Simon, for uh, Spain, also did very well. Made a number of great stops in the during the match, especially on some breakaways. Morocco had the the breakaways, I feel like, more than, than Spain did, uh, as far as, like, one-on-one sort of scenarios. Not that they were just one-on-one, but they had the chances as far as less people around them. The shot gets past, you know, the keeper. He's the only one really in the way of the shot, then it's in. Uh, I feel like Morocco really crowded the box in the center of the field. Gonna made it hard for for Spain to get shots in. I feel like they didn't really have any good good shots in the match until maybe right at the end on a couple of crosses and it just didn't work out. But that I was sitting there, my heart just beating in my chest, watching it happen. I'm just like, oh my god, Spain are gonna lose on penalties again in the the, <laughs> the round of 16 again, two two World Cups in a row, and that's what happened. Absolutely brutal. Uh, if you don't know, I follow uh, the Spanish league primarily, and uh, big Barcelona fan. They have eight, 18 players from Barcelona out of their 22-man roster went to uh, the World Cup, which is a record. I think it was 18. Uh, I don't know if it went up to 19 or if it was 18 after substitute because one of the players for Spain got injured before the World Cup, so an additional Barcelona player got got brought in. So I don't know if it was 18 before that or after, but. Yeah, lots of players for Barcelona making it to the World Cup, and I was really excited to see that. And uh, I forget, like, a, 11 of them maybe for, for Spain. <laughs> I don't remember. Maybe, like, nine. I, I don't know. It was There's a lot of them. So, so many of them are out in one fell swoop. Uh, and I don't know how many Barcelona players are actually still in the World Cup, now that I think about it. Uh, you got two for the Netherlands, I think. You got De Jong and uh, Memphis Depay. Uh, Rafinha for Brazil 
it? That might be it. I don't know. Yeah, we got Portugal and Switzerland coming up. I'm going to watch that as soon as I'm done recording the, the episode here. And then they'll, the winner of that game will play Morocco. You got England and France, Croatia and Brazil, and the Netherlands and Argentina. Croatia also won on penalties against Japan, who, I mean, they just overperformed throughout the tournament. They they beat Spain. They beat Germany. Almost beat Croatia. Had to go to penalties. That's a, uh, you know, it, it, at a certain stage, though, somebody has to lose. And uh, it's always brutal. A good team has to lose at some point. So the U.S. lost 3-1 to the Netherlands. I didn't feel as terrible about that. People give me a hard time not rooting for the U.S., I, I don't, it's not that I wrote against the U.S., it's just I hate the commentary on it. If you've watched the World Cup and you see, like, Fox Sports commentary on it, it's been awful. It's like, I understand, like, living in the U.S., I understand they're going to be biased towards the U.S., but it's to the point where, like, they're talking about the United States team in matches that aren't related to them. Like, I'm watching Argentina and Australia, and they're talking about the U.S., like, ah, oh, you know, Argentina are likely going to win this one, but the United States, let's talk about them yesterday or uh, them earlier today. And it's like, this has, it's, it's not relevant to what's happening right now. Uh, the Argentina game, Argentina beat Australia two to one immediately following the game. They're like Argentina advancing here. But first let's talk about the United States and the Netherlands again. It's like, oh my God, like <laughs> there it's, it's obnoxious how much they, uh, they sent around the U S when it's a, you know, a world sport competition. Uh, again, I realize I live in the U.S. and they're going to be biased towards them, but you know, there's <laughs> they're not in the competition anymore. You can shut the fuck up about them. Uh, but yeah, that's I don't know. I've been watching every every minute of every match. Been very excited to be able to do that. Uh, I know some of the matches earlier on in the tournament started. What was it? Eight, seven, or eight a.m. I think it was 8 a.m. Because I think I remember hearing somebody talk about like having to get up at 4.30 so they could watch the game at 5, living on the West Coast. So I, think it was, I think it was 8 a.m., then 10, 2, and then 4. I think is the, the schedule for the day when it when it was back then in the, the group stages. Now it's nice. They play at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. You know, it uh, makes it a lot easier to, to catch the matches. And uh, other than the game later today, which by the time this episode comes out, you'll know who's, who's won if you follow it. We got a uh, Friday, the 9th. We got a match at 10 a.m. between Brazil and Croatia, and then at 2 p.m. between Argentina and the Netherlands. And then Saturday, it's Morocco and whoever wins the Portugal Switzerland game at 10, and England and France at 2. So eagerly awaiting that. Eagerly awaiting. It's we're, we're wrapping up now, getting down to the the you know the. The real uh, the grit of the tournament. Every team that goes out is not necessarily one of the favorites to win it, but it's like okay, if you know now that you're in it, you have you you have to win three matches. You're three wins away from winning the World Cup. It is painful to lose. Um, yeah, I've, I subscribed to uh, YouTube TV to watch the World Cup. I wasn't sure what I was gonna do. Um, my girlfriend likes uh, likes it for right now because she gets to watch a bunch of other channels. I think I could have gotten it through Fubo TV. I think I don't remember. There's a couple of options. I went with YouTube TV just because it seemed to include the most for the cost for the month. And I signed up for it the day before the World Cup started, and it's going to end the day after the World Cup ends. So, I'm <laughs> very 
very happy that it, with that because I, I do not need cable. But I'm absolutely loving the World Cup. It's been fantastic, super exciting. Uh, and yeah, I've been enjoying every minute of it. A lot of it's been... Dude, I, I imagine people listening to the podcast don't give a fuck about, about football, but here we are. Uh, like uh, Qatar, who's hosting the World Cup, lost all three of their matches. Uh, they, they only ended up scoring one goal. Um, but yeah, they 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 were knocked out of the World Cup after two matches, their first two matches. Uh, I think they were the first host nation to do so. I think Canada were the next ones to get knocked out. But the Netherlands and Senegal topped that group over Ecuador and Qatar. And then people were hyping up the U.S. like they, you know, the U.S. Uh, you know, they're a real force to be reckoned with, and uh, they only scored two goals across three matches. And then one more in the uh, round of 16. But in the group state, it's like, if you only score two goals, you really don't deserve to advance for being realistic. I mean, they they scored one against Wales and still drew that match uh, after they gave up the penalty. They scored one against Iran, or uh, Iran, sorry, sorry. I'm reading it off the, the page here, so it's... I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they scored one against Iran, and uh, that was, you know, that was, I mean, they had some other chances in the match, but they couldn't score against uh, England. Um, I mean, they just, they barely scored against the Netherlands. That I think there have been so many matches, I get confused which one's which. Uh, I think that, that one is was a, an actual good goal. I think maybe it was the Argentina game uh, against Australia, where the uh, Australia player kicked the ball and it pinged off of a, the back of an Argent, uh, an Argentinian defender and went in. Uh, I think the U.S. scored an actual goal against uh, the Netherlands, but yeah, it, they just weren't that. I mean, they they played well against England. They they drew zero zero, which I know everyone was making fun of. Uh, I mean, they played well. They honestly probably outplayed England in that match, but they only scored two goals. They just could not score goals in the tournament. They couldn't beat Wales. Like they, you have to win that match, uh, and they didn't. And then uh, Iran, they barely got by them. Not that Iran's a very like top tier team, and it, it's no surprise they bombed out. But people made them out to be a this like force, this absolutely like powerhouse of a team just because they were young. I kept hearing that it's like they're the youngest team ever for the U.S. It's like okay, that doesn't that doesn't mean they're gonna win. Uh, and it showed in the Netherlands they were they just didn't mark people in the box they gave up a lot of bad a lot of space to uh, the other team and uh, it cost them now we had Argentina Poland Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia right at the start that was uh, devastating that was uh, an embarrassing loss for them they came back they beat Mexico they beat Poland Poland somehow snuck through there they also only scored two goals Uh, don't know how they managed to get through but they just just barely did because Mexico lost on the goal differential even though they also only scored two goals France cruised through they they lost their one game uh, what was it to was it Australia I don't even remember it was their third match against uh, I guess it would have been Tunisia but uh, yeah they they had all subs in. I think they had like nine of their 11 players were uh, like substitutes that entire match for the most part. They brought like Griezmann and uh, 
I think they brought Mbappe on at the end. I don't recall. I mean, they, they weren't taking that seriously. Cruised through in the finals. Uh, final match there. Australia. Obviously, uh, kind of surprised people. Denmark, bottom of the group. Yeesh. Like I said, the, the one I was talking about before, Japan, somehow wins their group over Spain and Germany. Costa Rica got unfortunately destroyed in this tournament. They managed to beat Japan, which is hilarious because Japan beat Spain and Germany. Costa Rica got rocked by Spain. I think it was like 7 no, seven nothing, 7-1. Seven uh, yeah, that was brutal. And then Germany, losing to Japan early on. Couldn't beat Spain. Uh, and they, they beat Costa Rica, but wasn't enough since Japan beat Spain. Yeah, Morocco, Croatia, both sneaking through. Beat Belgium, Canada, just not quite good enough. They lost all three. Brazil topped their group. Switzerland right behind them. Cameroon, Serbia lost down. Then Portugal and South Korea. Uruguay won, I think, 2-0 the final match day. Uh, that wasn't enough, though. I think, yeah, they beat Ghana, and then South Korea came back to beat Portugal right near the end of the match. But, yeah, just a ton of exciting games. It was a, it's been a ton of fun to watch. So I've been thoroughly enjoying that. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. I still want... I'm still pulling for Argentina to win it all. I don't think they will. But that's who I'm pulling for. I'd like to see uh, Messi get a, a World Cup because everyone hoard, uh, holds it over him for some reason. So they've got the Netherlands and then probably Brazil uh, before the final. I think France is going to win it all again, if I'm being honest. I think they're just way too good. I think uh, I think it's going to be Morocco and France. France is going to beat them. And then I think it's going to be Argentina and Brazil. Brazil's going to win. It's going to be a Brazil-France final calling right here and France is going to win it I think France is just too damn good they're just too damn good they uh, they have all the scoring ability but I think they play fairly well defensively at times but they're just they're just I don't know they've stomped all over people so that's how I see that going we'll see though could be wrong could be wrong maybe uh, Morocco wins it all who knows but that's that's what I've been watching uh, as far as what I've been doing outside of that, obviously been busy dealing with the family issues still. That's going to be a, a long-term sort of thing, I think. And then I've uh, just been gaming a bit when I get a chance. Uh, work slows down a lot this time of year for me, which is kind of nice, actually. Uh, we get through the like Black Friday stuff. Like Obviously, we still have stuff going on for the holidays, like last-minute sales. But for those of you who don't know, I work in advertising, and so a lot of our stuff is Black Friday. Uh, that's when you know every business is putting out their Black Friday sales, you know all the the deals and things like that. And then after that, we just have like, oh, come in last minute Christmas gifts, and then we get some stuff for like uh, like the town, like local towns will be like, hey, we're having you know late night shoppers night or like small business Saturday, which I think was already already happened. My schedule's all screwed up in my head, uh, but that sort of stuff where you know it's just last minute sort of gift things. Uh, so it's it's a lot quieter now until like March maybe, <laughs> which I'll take. I'm happy about that. Um, but yeah, other than that, I've just been gaming a bit. I, I played uh, Pokemon games, the new one, Pokemon Scarlet, is the one I finished. Uh, I have both of them. I got it so my girlfriend could play with me. And uh, yeah, I did most everything I could in that. Actually, I got you know I played through the entire story and a lot of the post game. Uh, I filled up the Pokedex, got all of them. I think it's 400 even. Uh, there's a few more you can get. You can get a Galarian Meowth. 
which evolves oh crap i can't remember what it's called uh but yeah that doesn't it doesn't register in the pokedex when you evolve that one uh you got the charizard from the the most recent event over the weekend got that hatch the egg got the charmander and charmeleon so i got those um yeah i i really like the way they've adjusted the games to make it easier to connect with people you have the terror raids where you go they're just raids you go and fight one strong pokemon there's four people that team up you can play it with three ai or actual people and it's so difficult with ai it's almost impossible if you're playing the the high tier ones even with uh, other players it's brutal because people are retarded and don't know what they're doing <laughs> but yeah there's you know, we've done a lot of those um i it, you can do that i like that you can connect in that way but the the ease with which they've made it that you can trade to get the version exclusive pokemon because there's like i'm gonna guess 12 to 15 in each game that you can't get in the other one and all you do that you just put a code in it's like a link code and that lets you connect with other people and you just type in the way people have you know the community has said all right it's uh it's an eight digit code you put in zero the number of the pokemon you you have zero the number of the pokemon you want and it connects you to someone else who's looking for the same same one and you just do that for each one and occasionally <clears throat> excuse me occasionally you'll connect to somebody who has the same version as you is trying to trying to connect to the other uh, game and get that one but I think it only happened like once or twice maybe and the rest I got super easily had no problems uh, and I like the way too that in this one the games just keep getting easier I feel like uh, I think they keep trying to cater to a more uh, younger maybe simple minded audience I don't know um, but back in the day I remember it used to be hard where it's like alright you have to you're going to struggle you need to find these evolution stones for certain ones and it's like no not only can you are the stones easier to find they're kind of all over the place you can just find these fully evolved pokemon out in the wild now as like special battles like the uh, the evolutions uh for ev uh they're all in the overworld made it so easy didn't have to do the friendship requirements didn't have to get the stones for it so so nice um yeah, even though the sunstone was the hardest one, there's two that evolve using a sunstone, and it was a pain in the ass just because the sunstone was hard to find. It spawns in one specific area, and it's just a random drop on the ground, and could not find it. Found out a little bit later on, oh, the evolved versions just spawn outside of this town. Went, caught the one, uh, found someone that was willing to trade for the the other one, so we just swapped. Done deal. Super easy. Uh, so I played through them. Uh, we'll see about DLC, what's coming for that, but I'm not gonna I probably won't touch that at all at this point. Once I finish those games, I don't I'm not the type of person that sits there and it's like, alright, how do I max out, you know, my, my characters and things like that? Like I just don't care. I'm just there to play, collect and just have a, a fun time with a, a short little game. Played that for like a week or whatever. Um Yeah. The other thing I've been playing a lot more of that, that I hopped back into um uh, after I finished the Pokemon game was uh the DMZ mode in Modern Warfare 2 Warzone. I don't know why. I've been addicted to that. It's been so much fun. Um, one, just, I I like that it's a bit slower and more methodical than Warzone itself. Uh, people, people complain. They're like, I don't want to fight AI. And I'm like, fair enough. You can go play Warzone. You don't have to complain about this mode. No one's making you play this. You have Warzone. Uh, but I like, I, was like, I like going up against the AI. I like that there are other players out there that pose a much more serious threat. 
though not much more so in some instances but the AI is fucking brutal at times uh, we, <laughs> we went into a, a stronghold uh, which you have to find a key for it there's like a number of them on the map I don't know 12 10 to 12 at one time each round maybe strongholds on the map and uh, you have to find a key for it and then you can unlock the door to get it there's stronghold key cards and then there's unique locations I don't know what they're they're called but they're they're like strongholds essentially but they're more difficult to obtain keys I think you have to get them from missions maybe um, but like the one we, we did was in the quarry and uh, you go in we open the door as we unlock it you unlock it first it's two actions you unlock the door and then you open it the AI won't attack you until you open the door as far as I know that's been the case for us every time we've done something like this we unlock the door I'm like alright we're good to go I'm gonna open it throw a flashbang in and we'll be set my two teammates are like alright good I open they open the door I throw the flashbang in before it leaves my hand my teammates head is taken off he's downed <laughs> I back up and my armor shredded we're like holy shit it, it went so bad so quickly it, it's full of armored enemies they have riot shield guys and the riot shields I feel like are overpowered as fuck in this game I feel like in the previous ones if you shot the shield enough it would break and then it's useless right in this they don't break as far as I know like I've never had it happen the, the shield people like people the riot shield are just invulnerable uh, as long as you're hitting the shield and so we're sitting there and they have two riot shield guys in this tiny little hallway leading between the two larger portions of the building that we're in and we just can't get by them they're just lighting us up <laughs> they have the shield so we can't really hurt them we're trying to step out and throw like a flashbang and then a, a nade just to like stun them so we can hit them with a grenade at least maybe or you know shoot them if they're they're stunned and their shield isn't directly in front of them but we step out and there's two armored guys behind them like a uh, sort of walking behind them trying to get past them and the AI is like messed up a little bit because it couldn't fit through the hallway but it's like we couldn't step out because we died in the process of trying to stun the the shield guys I don't know how many times we went down in there four or five times couldn't get it to work Eventually, we, we made it out alive, but man, it was it was brutal. But like, I, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. I love doing the, the missions. Uh, it, it adds like, you know, gold to it. Like in Warzone, the reason I don't like Battle Royale games as much anymore is like, it was fun for a while, but it's like, there's no substance to it for me personally. Like, I, I understand what people enjoy about where it's like, oh, you never know what's going to happen. You land here, you know, there there is like a narrative of like you're you're dropping in you're you're getting the loot and it's like can they survive like how are you going to survive what's your plan what's your strategy i get that i feel like dmz is the exact same thing essentially but just with more of a narrative as far as like you're you have you're going in there's more desperation in it because you don't want to lose your stuff you're trying to complete these missions you're trying to go into these special areas with you know high value loot high value targets things like that while they're also being the threat of you know other players and I, I do like what they've done in the sense of uh, other players being able to be recruited to your squad uh, we haven't done it with a full team of six yet uh, yesterday when I was playing I, I just run solo a lot during the day while I'm working like I'm in between phone calls or something or whatever it is I'm doing and it's like alright I'm taking a break I'll hop in solo queue and I just dropped in and these two guys are, are down at like this area. I forget where I was at even in the map. But they're running around the area near me. And uh, I can hear them talking because of the proximity chat. Which is a great addition. I'll take a drink here. My These podcasts are actually harder to do when it's just me. My throat dries out way quicker. Because I'm talking the whole time. But these guys are 
are running around near me and I hear them on proximity chat talking to another. I'm like, I'm like, hey, uh, friendly or we're going to kill you. And like, oh, no, we're good. We're cool. You don't need to kill us. And it's like, all right, all right. You can join join our party if you want. I'm trying to pretend like we're a full team. I'm like, listen, I'll, you know, I'm the I'm the guy that's going to communicate. You know, my teammates are going to keep quiet while we talk. You and me. It's me and you, all right? We're going to communicate. We're going to sort this out whether or not you get to live or not. Right? And, uh, you know, they're they're playing it safe. They've got a recon drone up. They're scouting the area. I'm positioning myself in a way that it won't see me. It, I know the the dot, there's like a, a white outline. It'll show you when enemies, AI or uh, player, are inside of a building, but you can't mark them for your teammates. But there are AI around me in the building. I'm in like a room and there's other AI in the building. So I'm somewhat hidden in that regard. I'm like, hey, listen, you know, can play this, play this nice. You can keep your stuff. We'll get, we all get out of here alive. And, uh, they, uh, yeah, they, they played it nice. I told them, all right, listen, uh, you can join our party. And they're like, all right, cool. And I squatted, I sent them the invite. They squatted. I'm like, yeah, it's just me. You're lucky. I'm lucky. <laughs> uh, but it worked out well. We, <laughs> we had an incident a little bit later after that too. I, I played with them for, I don't even know, four or five hours maybe. And uh, later on in the evening, we uh, we ran into this this other squad. It was just two guys. I I, I refuse to believe there was a third guy because I think he would have come in and tried to assist his teammates because they were right next to each other. We knew they were there. We saw them drive a vehicle into this place called Rohan Oil, which is like an oil refinery on the map. And uh, we see them drive the truck in. We kind of lose track of them, but if you open your map up, the second you can ping the truck, but it disappears relatively quickly. But once they get out of the, the vehicle, it becomes a like a free vehicle. Like it's marked on the map so you can locate it and get into it. So the second they get out, I see where the truck is on the map. I ping it and I know exactly roughly where they're at. I'm like, they're in this area. They're likely in this building since it's parked next to this building. And there's not a whole lot else right in that area. So we make our way over. We see the one guy running out of one building. We take him out. And uh, we're talking to him the whole time. Like, listen, you come pick up your teammate. We can be friendly. You just got to let us know. got to let us know. We'll be friendly. And uh, the guy doesn't respond. Sees us. He had to. There's, I refuse to believe he didn't see us. We were both standing over his teammate, who we had killed entirely. We downed him and then killed him. We finished the job. And uh, we didn't know if he had a self-revive. We don't want to be in a situation where we let him go. He self-reses while we're looking for his teammate and then shoots us in the back. So we, we finished the job. We're like, hey, you can still pick up your teammate. We didn't take any of his stuff. You just got to let us know. You got to, you know, call it, you know, make the call. Didn't respond. Uh, and then we walk away from his teammate, but he jumps down off of, off the roof of this building near us. While we're there, he, he goes right past us. We're like, oh, shit. And we just killed him while we're shooting him. He's like, dude, what are you guys doing? And he, we kill him, down him. It's like, you didn't respond. Like, we don't know that you're friendly. You didn't say anything back. So we, we finished him off, took all their stuff. And it's like, oh, it's moments like that where it's just so much fun. You don't know. And I, I imagine it can be the same in Warzone too. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I just, I have to believe it's more so in DMZ though. Because in DMZ, it's not necessarily about hunting down other players. You're going in looking for loot, completing missions. Yes, there are definitely a lot of people, I'm sure, that go in just to take out other players. But if you wanted to just do that, you'd play Warzone. So I, I don't know, but situations like that make it so much fun because it adds to the tension and then the relief when it's like, all right, 
whew, we're friendly. We'll, we'll all we'll go our separate ways. It's good. And then, uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't. It's like, all right, whew, we took them out. There have been situations where we've lost, where the people just have, I don't know if they just don't have proximity chat on or they just don't want to talk. Um, but there have been situations where it's like, are you guys friendly? And it's just, we're dead. We get hit by them from one side. There's another team that comes in, takes us out. We just, we are not able to win. Um, but there's also been situations where we see people running to exfil. We're on top of a radio tower. We just done a, like an Intel, uh, challenge or operation, whatever it is. Uh, we had like a mission to collect some Intel and you have to upload it to a radio tower. Uh, and then, uh, while we're up there, we see these two guys running to exfil right across the, the hill from us essentially. And, uh, we see them running up. We're like, ah, oh, I don't, I don't think they can hear us. They're just too far away. And so we take a shot at them and they just keep running and eventually they they call in the exfil chopper and then hide behind cover and we're taking shots at him the one guy gets down his teammate picks him up and we parachute over from the the tower the helicopter's already landed they're trying to get into the helicopter i land directly behind him take the one guy out uh no point does his teammate try to help him his teammate hops into the helicopter and uh we uh I go up, I finish off his teammate, and I look in, and his teammate is just laying down in, in the helicopter, just hoping to extract in time. And we have him completely surrounded at this time. It's three on one, uh, and uh, I take him out too. And it's it's like, damn, that is brutal, like losing all your stuff at the Exfil helicopter. And that's happened to me too. There have been times when we've, we've tried to do uh, quick extractions to get like the, the specialty weapon, the M13B, that you can only get in uh, DMZ. Uh, we... Uh, yeah, we we got on the helicopter. Our team shows up in a vehicle, swarms you real quick at the last second before you're even ready for it. Just it sucks, but it happens. Um, but yeah, they, I don't know. I'm just having so much fun in that. I love going for the missions. The missions make it fun because like you go into it and it's like, all right, here's our goal, and it's like we have we have an idea of what we want to do. Things might go awry, and we might get distracted, but this is our end goal for this this round. And we made a ton of progress, but it was there's so much fun. It, I mean, it just, <laughs> you hop in, it's like, all right, we're, we have to, you know, mark so many enemies at the, the docks and then take out like an additional 30. I think you have to mark 20 and take out 30 of them. And, uh, we do, we're in the process of doing that. Another team shows up. It's like, are right, we taking them out? They're running. They're in a vehicle. We follow them. It's like, oh, now we're over in this area. Let's do this other guy's challenge instead. And it's just, it, it just gets so out of hand. It's like, oh, well now we're close to this supply drop. We'll do that. Oh, there's a team over here. Let's go hunt them down. Oh, we're out of time. We need to exfil. Oh, there's a team over at that exfil spot, though. They've got the the weapons cache. Let's go take them out, take the weapons cache, and exfil. And it's like, yeah, it's just, it's so much fun. It's, it's just an absolute blast. Uh, uh, Kyle, my previous co-host on the show for 100 or so episodes, hates it. Absolutely hates it, apparently. <laughs> he is... He's very much a competitive player. He doesn't find DMZ competitive because it's not about like you finished first, and that's that's his thing, and that's fine. Uh, he's he plays a lot of Fortnite, a lot of Apex Legends, a lot of I don't know if he plays Warzone a lot. He plays the Call of Duty multiplayer a bit. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I'm not as competitive as I used to be, and uh, I feel like it's hard now because if you have if your friend group is varying skill levels, you just can't play the game together in multiplayer anymore. It's just, it's not possible. You go in, 
and whoever the best players is going to be matched up against players of their skill level everyone else just gets shit on and it's not fun and it's like I, I am I'm not anywhere near as good as Kyle uh, but I'm better than a lot of people on my friends list and I don't want to do that like the people I play with are miserable getting matched up against the people I play with and it's like yeah this isn't fun for you it's, it's therefore it's not fun for me like why would I why would I want to play this if, if the people I'm playing with don't want to play with me it's it doesn't make any sense uh, so DMZ is, is where it's been at. I, I don't know I've just thoroughly enjoyed it I like that it's not just uh, shoot die shoot die shoot die like it breaks up the monotony of the multiplayer uh even though it's repetitive obviously because it's you know you just drop it into the same spot the same map every time doing essentially the same thing every time but it's i think there's a lot more uh going on in there as opposed to warzone and then obviously standard multiplayer much more so but it's just been an absolute blast i'm i'm looking forward to playing that again later this week uh but yeah that's that's what i've been playing uh and I was looking forward to the Calypso Protocol, which has come out now. I think it came out on Friday, if I'm not mistaken, the second. Uh, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it came out then. I know, I know, I know it's been out for a while. Uh, and uh, I was going to get it, and I held off for a little bit. I was like, let's see how it goes first. I was like, it's a new game. Uh, let's see what the reviews are like. And the general consensus for what I've gathered is it's a good game. It's a lot of fun. Uh, less horror, a lot, not not like that's not horror themed, but it's a lot more fighting than it is horror, I guess, compared to Dead Space, which it's the spiritual successor of, and that's what people are going to compare it to. And uh, they're like, yeah, it's a lot more fighting oriented. And I've seen some clips where people are like, look at how you can battle the enemies in this, and it's literally a guy like you punch the enemy, punch him again or whatever, you, you hit him twice, and then you stasis him, hit him again, knock him up in the air, stasis him, hit him again, like it's just. It's like a button mashing game almost in the combat at times, which isn't exactly what I'm looking for in those types of games, but it could still be fun. Some of the issues I saw were it's a little clunky at times, uh, and there's some issues with the game itself, graphics-wise, at times, not all the time. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to hold out for maybe like a, maybe I'll wait until the holidays are over, and uh, we'll, we'll see if there's like a patch that comes out and polishes things off a little bit. I've not heard anyone complaining about it being a bad game. Everyone seems to thoroughly enjoy it. They've just acknowledged some of the uh, underlying issues. But I am excited for that. I'm also excited for the Dead Space remake coming out, I think, in January or February. Sometime near the beginning of the year. Uh, absolutely, absolutely going to be playing that. Oh, they have uh, the IGN, the first 18 minutes of Dead Space. Eh. I don't know. That, oh, January 27th. All right. Awesome. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. That's going to be a blast. I'm I'm going to breeze through that game the first time I play it, I bet. Uh, since I'm so, I'm, I'm assuming so. We'll see if they change anything. If it's a straight, just graphical change. If they just update it for modern consoles, things like that. Uh, which it seems like that's going to be the case. But I'm so familiar with that, that game. I played it not terribly long ago. I don't remember if I streamed it or not. But I played it not long ago, and it was ah, so much fun. That's one, It's one of those games where it's not overly complicated, and this the sections are so straightforward and memorable. Like, I remember. I don't remember. Like, I couldn't sit here and tell you off the top of my head, 
all right, this is what I do next. And then it's like, I can't do that while playing it though. Every, I remember everything as it's happening. Right. So like I get into an area and it's like, all right, okay, cool. I remember this. I can go in here, this bathroom, you go in here. It's fine. There's items you get, you go in this one and there's an enemy that attacks you, you know, and so on and so forth. Like I remember that sort of stuff. And I think that's, what's going to help me succeed in that playing through it again. I'm, oh, that game is so much fun. I love those games. First one. Fantastic. Second one. It, the second one might be better on a technical aspect, but I think I like the first one more. I think I like the atmosphere more of the first one. Third one is a game. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like that they added co-op to it, um, but I, I think they, they should have gone back towards Dead Space one more. Like They just made it more action-oriented rather than horror and uh, survival. And that's what the games are supposed to be about. They, I feel like they do that in a lot of horror movies. Just obviously this is a game, but like I feel like they do in the horror genre in general, you see a lot in movies where it's like a slow paced burn where it's like, oh, this is chilling. You know, you're you're on the edge of your seat. And then by the end of it, it's just like, all right, our characters have gotten the equipment they need. And now they're just duking it out with the villain. It's just like, all right, there's no horror going on here at all. It's just action. You just, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. The, the third one, definitely a huge mistake. I think it cost them. Really, I mean, I think that game flopped horribly, uh, at least perception-wise, because uh, that game, obviously, they didn't come out with a fourth one. I don't remember when Dead Space 3 came out, but I think that really cost them. And, uh, yeah, it, very disappointing. But hopefully the, the new one coming back out, well, the remake of that, gets them back on track. If they could make another one where it's more like the first one again, I'd love it. Uh, it doesn't seem like... The Calypso Protocol is that. I think it seems a bit more fast-paced from what I've heard. But I'll still give it a shot at some point here. Other than that, I don't really know uh, what else is coming out. Uh, Gotham Knight's not really interesting. God of War Ragnarok. I might get that at some point. I I liked... I played the original two God of War games. Uh, the first two. And I enjoyed them, but it, it was never anything that stuck with me. The the new ones obviously have been very well received, um, but I just I don't know. I don't care enough to to get them. I don't know. Uh, uh Warhammer Forty K Dark Tide is that even out on consoles? I feel like I heard that that wasn't actually on consoles yet. It came out on PC, but not consoles. Uh. Yeah, I don't even know that. I don't see anything here that I'm actually like super. Oh, Starfield, Starfield, Hogwarts Legacy. My girlfriend's more excited about Hogwarts Legacy than I am. But Starfield, I'm definitely excited for. Final Fantasy 16. Uh, I don't remember when that comes out. But I'll probably get. I think that's a PlayStation 5 exclusive, which is a little bit of a bummer. But whatever. Uh. Atomic Heart that comes out at some point. Oh, February twenty first. I that's another game where I probably won't get it on launch. Like I'm excited for it, but I don't know anything about the studio. I don't know if like we'll see. I'd rather see reviews before getting it. It's kind of where I've been a lot more cautious lately about games, where it's like oh, like how many times do you get games now where it's like they're just unplayable time battlefield 2042 that was the last big launch i bought i pre-ordered that and what a waste of money i i played it i think two or three matches 
uh, two or three games of that. The day it came out, I've not touched it since. I don't know if I'll ever go back and, and play that game. That is the biggest waste. Of, I should have asked for a refund, if I'm being honest. That was the biggest waste of money I've ever spent on a video game. I mean, that was that game was unplayable garbage. Absolute trash. I think I streamed me playing that, actually. I'm almost positive I did. And, like, even, like, the, getting into the game is fucking terrible. It puts you through a tutorial, a mandatory tutorial for some reason. As if anyone playing that game has never played Battlefield before or just a shooter in general. But then it's like, you go into the tutorial, there's not enough bots to make it happen quickly. So you're in the tutorial for like 25, 30 minutes. It's like, what the fuck am I doing here? The point of a tutorial is to explain the game. That's it. You don't need me to... Alright, here's, here's how you play. Alright, anyway. Just do a full match of this for no apparent reason. Absolutely retarded. And then that combined with all the actual issues of the game, the technical issues and stuff, and the graphical issues, it's just absolute steaming pile of shit. So that that game is so frustrating to look back on and be like, I can't believe I bought this. And so I've been very careful since then. People will say, oh, but you got the new Pokemon game, even though there's problems with that. I didn't have any problems with that game, actually. The game crashed on me once. I was in the middle, I was, I was in the middle of switching menus and I hit a number of different buttons at once. And I think I just confused the game and it caused it to crash. Other than that, I, have, I didn't have a single issue with that game at any point in time. So maybe I'm just extremely lucky, but I feel like in some cases people oversell the issues. Where it's like, oh my god, I dropped frames. I dropped from 60 to 59 frames. This is bullshit. Or whatever whatever Pokemon runs and I have no idea. But, yeah, I, I don't know. People are fucking annoying at times, but I don't know. I didn't have any problems with it. I won't complain. I had a fun time with it. Battlefield, on the other hand, had a bunch of problems with it. It was unplayable. And they're well-documented issues. Deserves the, the rap it got. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, we'll see. So I'm, I'm just going to be cautious going forward. Uh, I will say, I'm, I am annoyed with the Call of Duty in that they've had issues with their maps lately. With the issues as far as like uh, being able to include them in the game. Like They'd taken out the Grand Prix map, whatever it's called. Uh, because they were having like copyright issues or whatever and um, or trademark issues whatever it is I don't know uh, that one went back in the game the museum one got taken out is not coming back I guess uh, and the hotel one they complained about it but I don't it doesn't seem like it's going to get taken out of the game but it's like man can you guys not just fucking come up with cool maps just put in one make the maps cool but also put maps in the game like I feel like there's so few maps in these games anymore when they come out they used to come out with like 15 maps or something each game and now it's like Here's eight. Here's eight. Yeah, we couldn't be bothered. Also, every single one of them is actually taken from the Warzone map. So we made one map, and then for multiplayer, we just sectioned them off for you. It's like, this is fucking stupid. I think the Grand Prix map, Grand Prix and the Hotel, are they the only ones that aren't in Warzone? I, I don't even remember all the maps. Because you got the the embassy is in the middle of the city in Warzone. You got the hydroelectric, which is also in Warzone. That's in the dead center of the map, if I remember correctly. Uh, I, don't even, I don't remember any of the maps. <laughs> I don't even know. But yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know, just need more maps. Now that I've been playing the multiplayer at all lately. Uh, it's been all DMZ. It's been so much fun. Let's see here. We got a. Uh, 
this is was uh Albagra Fortress that's in the DMZ the hotel and Crown Raceway those are the two that are not in it El Asilo I don't know if that's in DMZ or not it might not be the embassy is farm 18 I don't remember I might be wrong about this there might be a lot more that aren't in the DMZ than that are Mercado definitely is is that yeah the Mercado is that's on the, the one far side of the map I'm pretty sure that's over near like the port and everything like that because you run through that to get down towards the uh, like the lighthouse area and stuff I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm right about that border crossing definitely uh, I don't know I feel like I'm wrong about some of these now Tarak definitely is the, muse the other museum definitely is not Hydroelectric, I already said it. Shipment. Shipment doesn't really count near the shoot house. Those are new ones. Yeah, I don't know. Sarif Bay. That's the that's the one that's part of Warzone. Guiharo, I feel like these are ground war maps. I I might be wrong, because some of the multiplayer maps are in Guiharo. That's the one that uh uh Mercado uh, is is part of. I don't know. I could be wrong. That might not be in DMZ. And Santa Senya is the border crossing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I could be wrong with some of these. My point stands. A lot of those are still in DMZ. But Oh well. As long as people are enjoying it, it doesn't matter. As long as people are having fun. Other than that, I don't have anything else to add. Um, got guests coming up next episode. Next, I have a number of guests that are, I'm just waiting to schedule here. I've reached out to them. They've agreed to come on. It's just a matter of getting the uh, the schedule nailed down. Uh, but episode 152, we'll have a, a guest on. Other than that, you can check out thedeadjusterproductions.live. Links, uh, links to all of our stuff on there. Thank you all for listening. We're going to watch the Portugal game. Hopefully Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't score. I don't want him to. I don't like him. Seems like a real piece of shit. And he's starting on the bench, so fuck him. Thank you all for listening. It's been episode 151 of the Dead Just Productions podcast. I'll see you all next time. Bye.